Welcome to the Unseminary Podcast. Are you looking for practical ministry help to drive your ministry further, faster? Have a sinking feeling that your ministry training didn't prepare you for the real world? Hey, you're not alone. Join thousands of others in pursuit of stuff that we wish they had taught in seminary. Buckle up and let's get started with this week's Unseminary Podcast. Well, hey, everybody. Welcome to the Unseminary Podcast. My name's Rich, the host around these parts. Thank you so much for taking time out uh, to give us some of your time this week as we head into this weekend uh, at your church. We're in for a real treat today. friend of mine um, from Elevation Church in South Carolina, we have Frank Beeler. Uh, Frank, thanks so much for being on the show today. Man, I'm so glad to be with you, Rich. You know, I'm always learning from you. I love Unseminary and all that you're doing. And learning from all these great guests that you have every week, and thanks for letting me be a part. Oh, no, I'm so glad you're, you're here. For folks that don't know, Frank is a part of, um, you know, Elevation's a great church. We're going to get you to tell us a little bit of the story. Um, Frank's responsibility is within the kind of family ministry area um, at uh, Elevation, and it just does a great job leading. If, if you're not following Frank, Frank and his blog and just everything he's doing online, uh, you should be doing that. I'll say that on the front end, but listen to the end. We'll, get, we'll make sure we get contact information for you. So for folks that, you know, maybe are unaware of Elevation, I'm not sure who those those people are but why don't you tell us um you know tell us about elevation and tell us about your role there at the church yeah sure so needless to say we're blown away by what god is doing at our church we're almost 10 years old now we have 13 locations it's so old you've been such a, around forever okay <laughs> <laughs> no we uh we've experienced so much in 10 years and it's a little awkward for us to have conversations like this rich and share leadership ideas because we are so young and we feel sometimes like we're just a big toddler and we're knocking things over. We're kind of figuring out and stumbling through this, but um, you know, we're, we're trying to be faithful with what God's given us and he's entrusted us with a lot of people to invest in and we're trying to build systems and structure to support that and kind of have a lean staff. So we lean a lot into volunteers. Pastor Steven, our leader, is a great visionary. He's a great communicator and he really helps keep us on track and making sure that we're focusing on the right things. Mm-hmm. And we don't do a lot of things. We do a few things and try to do those well. And so we're so blessed to, like I said, speak into uh, your listeners today and just kind of answer some questions, talk about some of the things that we're learning along the way, some of the things we've done wrong. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I promise you, even the things I tell you that I think are right, we might change them in a few weeks. <laughs> right. Nice. Well, you know, I, so I spend most of my, in my day job, I spend most of my time working on the service programming kind of communications end um, of the equation. And, you know, I know you spend most of your time on the family ministry side. Um, and, you know, I think as churches grow, um, there may be one of those things that people are unaware of, but sometimes tensions can, you know, come up between departments. Um, and that, regardless of the, the size of your church, can be a reality. Working together with multiple different kinds of teams and different people, you know, can be a tension. And a part of what I love about Elevation is... Um, you know, you guys seem to do a good job on that front or have learned a lot on that front. And you are, like you said, staff lean. And so you're constantly, you know, having to work together. I, I wonder if, you know, how does that work for you guys? What, you know, how are you working together with multiple departments uh, within Elevation? Yeah, so the way we work and we lean on each other is this whole idea of like, okay, none of us are experts at everything. And mm-hmm. so we have some people around us that are either great at worship or they're great at design and we, we've got to bring them into the conversation. Mm-hmm. I have the privilege of running our family ministry, and honestly, I could go a season where I didn't interact with much of anybody else at all. We could kind of be inclusive. We could intentionally, and, or not intentionally, isolate ourselves in ministry. I have a budget to work within. I have a team mm-hmm. to work 
We could try to do this on our own, but we've realized really quickly as a church that because of all the different gifts and talents, we should be able to cross-pollinate and work mm-hmm. together, support one another mm-hmm. uh, in, a, in a key way. And so mm-hmm. uh, what we're going to kind of talk about today is just this whole idea that what does it look like to effectively work across departments when mm-hmm. you struggle with um, working with somebody, maybe it's a department that you're not familiar with mm-hmm. or a department that's frustrated you in the past mm-hmm. uh, because you haven't seemed to be able to click and be on the same page. Mm-hmm. Um, not necessarily talking about competing for the same budget dollars. That can right. be a whole nother conversation that we can have. <laughs> right. uh, let's say take money out of the picture, but just working together to agree upon mm-hmm. what's going to happen in the adult experience that may highlight something that's happening in our family ministry and how do you get people on the same page for that or working on a project recently mm-hmm. we worked on a new cd for our children's ministry oh, nice yep which is really cool it's called undefeated and we were releasing it to our church and we we're going to put it on an actual cd physical copy and and i knew that god wanted us in our family ministry to write some music to write some mm-hmm. songs i also knew that while i love music and may even have a little bit of an ear for music I'm not very talented when it comes to music, but I know what resonates with kids. And so if I were to try to get in a room and crank out some songs and do something with my team, that would be a huge mistake because mm. we have this amazing worship ministry called Elevation Worship. They're cranking out great music. They don't know a lot about speaking into kids, mm-hmm. but they do know a lot about worship and how songs are supposed to be written and that there should be a chorus and there should be a verse and all. <laughs> Which should be a certain feel and how it all comes together. So instead of me going out and learning that, we've got to work together. Mm. And so on this particular project, we kind of stumbled through some things because we mm. had never worked together on a project like an album before. Hmm. We were trying to figure out how to get the album designed, what content we're going to put on the album, who's going to write the songs, produce the music, how much of it we're going to highlight, marketing we're going to do as a church mm-hmm. to promote the album to the world. Uh, working with web to make free resources available to churches. Like literally, this was one of my first projects where I don't know any department that wasn't involved in this project. And so suddenly I had some learning to do because I mm-hmm. knew the departments that I always worked with, I was familiar with, right. I knew I could go to them. Mm-hmm. So I got a few things right and a few things wrong, Rich. Nice. Well, that's good. Well, I look forward to learning from you know that experience. You know, I think that's a great backdrop or a great framework to think through. Okay, what you know, what did you learn? So, what were a few of the things that you kind of used? Um, you know, that you learned through that experience in working across multiple departments in your church. Yeah. So I guess the first thing I would say, if you want to make notes, this mm-hmm. would be like point number one. Yeah. This whole idea of get a room, get a room where you can get everybody involved and in the same mm-hmm. room same time together Mm -hmm. see what I did when because we didn't even know if this was a reality or a good idea on this particular project I floated around between all the different departments and all these side conversations to gauge interest Mm -hmm. make sure okay this is what this would look like and this is about how long this takes before Mm -hmm. I presented a plan I wanted to at least understand how it worked right then everybody got excited and so we started moving forward but I realized looking back that one of my biggest mistakes was, even though I spoke to every department, I got everybody involved, mm-hmm. I didn't have that one meeting where everybody came together mm. in the same room. And it was a pretty big mistake for us. Hmm. Uh, because along the way, it started to be like, oh, I thought they were handling this. I thought you were doing this. And it just became some confusion between departments. 
not because they were unwilling at all, but because they thought somebody else was owning that. Right. It's funny. We had a similar experience where um, this year um, we did a a big Easter kind of Easter egg hunt. We fused the pagan, uh, you know, (laughs) you know, kind of search for eggs into our services. It was great. It was a lot of fun. It really worked in the end. But we had a similar experience where um, from a kind of communications, um, you know, service programming point of view, we made a decision that we were heading, going to charge ahead on, um, you know, doing an Easter egg hunt for families. And we actually got up in our staff, made this, made this decision or made this announcement that we were doing this. And as we're making this announcement, we were like, you know, we probably should talk to somebody in kids ministry about this <laughs> since, <laughs> since we're, um, you know, we're going to involve a lot of kids in this process. And so, you know, we ret- we retrenched pretty quickly on that. Um, but yeah, just even getting people in the room on the front end, um, you, you know, not avoiding just, hey, why don't we send an email, um, you know, super important, uh, you know, to the process. Did you retrench on that? Did you eventually kind of midway through the project, get everybody together or ha- what happened there? Yeah, so about halfway through, I realized that, wow, I'm having lots of side conversations. Because this was a new project and a new element for us all together, I wanted to be hyper-involved. So emails were coming through me way more than normal on a normal project where I'm power leaders. I wanted to be empowered to go through this one myself. I wanted to do this project. And so now, all of a sudden, I'm getting all these questions and requests, and I'm Mm -hmm. seeing gaps. And I'm confused because I talked to everybody. I just didn't talk to all of them in the room. So it's solely on me. But about halfway through, I got everybody back together. It was like, okay, let's recalibrate this thing. Right. And honestly, that recalibration came when one of the project managers from one of the departments raised their hand and said, um, I could really use getting everybody back together. And that's when I realized that, yeah, I could do the same. So halfway through the project, we got everybody back in the room together and got everybody back on track, which was a good idea. Nice. Okay, very cool. Now, what's next? So we covered step one, get in a room uh, or get a room. Uh, What's step two? Yeah, so I I wrote down timing is everything. And this goes down to setting the proper timeline for your project. And I started by having a a date that we wanted to ship and release the album, release the project, which was great. Like that makes sense. But every department translated that as a different time that their part was due. So for example, mm-hmm. we needed to ship the album on April Fool's Day of this year out to the vendor. That was the last possible day that we could ship the album out to get it reproduced. Mm-hmm. So what our graphic design department heard was that as long as everything was done by March 31st, uh, <laughs> that we were good to go. Well, that usually is the case because I give them lots of direction and mm-hmm. I'm really involved in our artwork and what we do when we create curriculum. Yep. But in this case, I said, hey, we're going to call the album Undefeated, make it awesome. And <laughs> I took them a lot of liberty and free, uh, freedom to design something and really kind of enjoy being creative. But on the flip side of that, I did want to see it before we had to ship it. And so right. Fortunately, they ended up doing a really great job. Not sure if you can see. Oh, yeah, it looks great. Um, yeah, it looks really cool. It's really cool. had a really cool vibe for, for kids. Yep. Um, but there was a few things that was a little hard to read. The font was really edgy and cool, mm. but a little too hard to read. So we right. had to clean it up a little bit and make some revisions. So now it's getting a few days before shipment, and they're just working on the project, and we're kind of scrambling through because we weren't clear on those expectations. So mm. what we found is that you set the, the date of where you need to ship it, but then you've got to have those touch points 
along the way where you're circling back with everybody. And we did a great job of doing that with worship because we mm -hmm. knew that was the big idea, right? Getting these songs produced. Right. Uh, Elevation Worship was in the middle of a, a week-long Elevation Worship tour in February, and we were right. wrapping songs at that point. And so we had all these milestones of when we were recording things and mm -hmm. when songs needed to be finished. We got all the songs done in December. So we had built all those milestones along the way. Right. We didn't do that for every department. And so I had certain expectations of when I wanted to see things, but I hadn't communicated those. I've just given them a day to just get this to me by this date. Right. That created some unnecessary frustrations, but that was on me because I gave them the end date, but not all the steps in between. Right. Very cool. Nice. All right. What else do we need to be thinking about? Yeah. So I wrote down, listen to the experts, you know, allow people to speak to their area of expertise. Mm, uh, there was one song on the album that it's called Get to Give. It made it on the album. Mm -hmm. But we got in the studio to start producing this, this song. Um, we had this really cool drum beat and feel. It felt very Imagine Dragons, really, really big. Yep. And one of the guys was like, I like this, good job, this is really, really cool, sounds cool. I don't know if it's the right tone for the album. And I'm like, tone for the album? It's a tone for the song, I'm writing a song, I'm not like, yeah, right. put them all together. And he's like, no, 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 it's all gonna weave together and you know, I get schooled on how all this stuff should sound and work and, and it's really great. But I was really passionate about the way we had made this song because I was so close to it and been mm -hmm. living for a while mm -hmm. but to have someone else speak in and go no, no 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 don't don't miss this this is this is something that can get off in the project if you're not careful and so we started to work on that we reeled it back in a little bit and ended up with a very good song we like it a lot mm -hmm. still not as much as i like my other version <laughs> the kids like it it engaged with families really well but here's an expert speaking into it and then yeah. like do you put lyrics inside do you put credits inside what do we need for our first project because we don't want to spend a lot of money we don't want to buy booklets for cds and this thing could get out of hand really quickly right so just leaning on them and say what what do we need to put in our first one how should we do this mm -hmm. and just be willing to go you tell me how we should do this right and if you get on the same page and you're working together as a team you know that they're not looking for the easy way out mm -hmm. and they're not looking for the way that creates less work for them, but they're working for what's best for the project. Right. And as we work through these things and getting in a room and setting the timing and everything, we when we get to that place where they're not just trying to get it finished and off their desk, mm -hmm. but they move it forward as well, now we're in a really good place with with a project. So in this case, an album. Yeah, very cool. You know, I think that's a, this is a good one for us to pay attention to. I think. Sometimes, um, and I've seen this happen in churches where you, you have uh, confidence in a certain area and therefore you assume that you have confidence in, you have competency in other areas and that's just not true. Um, you know, all of us have a domain area that, um, you know, we have a, a, you know, a level of competence in. And although so, there may be some transferable skills, there may be some transferable knowledge into other areas, um, you know, we over assume that that confidence, you know, transfers. And so, you know, we need to be just really careful of that self police that um, and allow people around us, particularly if you're the project manager or the person, you know, running whatever it is you're working on to allow give other people a voice in, in the room um, and allow them to speak into it because they have an area of competence that's different uh, than your area for sure. Um, you know, I think that's important. I can see where um, you know, I've, I've fallen into the trap of not listening to the people who are actually um, around us. What else yeah. do we need to be thinking about? Well, in, in regards to that, when we just talked yeah. about another, another area that was in, when we figured out how we were going to work this into the adult experience and yeah. the this album for families, mm -hmm. 
obviously I had some ideas of what that could look like, and a choir with all the kids wearing the undefeated shirts, and we could do this, we could do this, and right. like, what about balloons, and I'm like, I don't know, it sounds a little hokey, and they're like, no, 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 we can make it look cool, and then before we know it, they had rented two little teeny bubble machines, electric bubble machines, and mounted those in the ceiling, right. and our service programming people we went from having a choir to sing a couple of songs off the album right. to now there's like bubbles falling from the, the sky <laughs> and these balloons and it felt so big. Right. And honestly, my request was, hey, could we do two songs in the worship experience? Right. That's what I asked for. Right. And just mention it in your announcement time. Right. You know, that, that would be great. But they're like, no, 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 no. Okay, what about this? What about this? And just letting them own it. Mm. It made it so much better and more fun than I would have made it because Honestly, I thought I was asking a lot right. just having them do two of the songs to perform two of the songs. And right. so to take it to that level was really awesome, but just get out of the way and let them help push it. Yeah, this, very cool. No, that's great. That's a great example for sure. This, this other one, um, I know this sounds obvious, but I, I learned in a real way this truth. Changes change things. Oh, uh, yes. Oh, gosh. So changes... Um, that we're making along the way or things that we um, decide we want to do something different with the project can obviously slow down the project. They impact the overall project and they impact more people on the project than I think we realize. Mm. And so for me, I would make what I felt like were subtle changes, mm -hmm. uh, whether it be to something in the design or actually adding a song to the album as it's released here, right. but not having that song on what was released on iTunes. I'm right. like, yeah, just the internet. Like, just don't send them, let's do this. And right. just kind of off the cuff making some changes that if it was just in family ministry, that would have been really easy to do. I do that all the time. Right. But now that I'm factoring in all these other people, we're getting all this feedback and thoughts. And I wanted to add a bonus track mm -hmm. for the families of our church because we had written a song for a series specific to our children's ministry. Yep. It sounded nothing like the album. It sounded totally okay. random. And so I just called it bonus track. Yeah. Well, actually on iTunes, it's kind of like a, a 90s thing. Like that's, uh, that's okay. like you don't do a lot of that on iTunes. And so I'm like, oh, we'll just ship it this way. It meant rendering the files differently. Like suddenly things are changing. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, just do it here, but not here. Right. And I'm thinking that that's pretty insignificant. And sometimes I didn't really uh, even come with the right attitude or tone to go, hey, I'd like to make this change. Here's the vision of why I want to make this change. Mm -hmm. How does this impact you? Mm -hmm. Instead of sending emails, hey, here, I've kind of dialed this in. Here's what I'm thinking. And just kind of pushing it out there. Right. Instead of circling back, so we circled, finally circled back to that, that meeting we need to have with everybody in the room. Mm -hmm. But then when I would change, it was like I would tell this person, but then not this person. And, and there started to be just a little bit of challenge behind that. And once again, I can't emphasize enough that the team that was working on this project from all the different departments were extremely supportive. Mm. So where the tensions were coming was mainly out of my miscommunications. <laughs> right. It's not because I was getting resistance because they're difficult departments or whatever. Mm -hmm. We cut that on the front end when we were first given vision of why we wanted to do the project to begin with. Mm -hmm. so I think there's something to be said of like when I was kind of unpacking this, the areas that I can improve as a leader right. and where we stumbled, what part did I play in tripping us up in that area of the project? Ultimately, we did ship the project in time. It was literally got down to the point where I'm on vacation at Universal Studios with my kids mm -hmm. and 
edit some stuff because I had changed some stuff, but it wasn't ready yet. Right. So it was me, I'm starting to get frustrated, but then I realized while I'm standing in line to ride a ride that, well, I did this because I made all these right. changes. Right. And they're more than willing to make the changes. They're supporting me 100%. Right. Yeah, I think we often, as leaders, we're unaware of the ripple effects of our, you know, the unintended consequences of changes we make. And, you know, looking for that collateral damage is, uh, you know, super important. All right. What, uh, any other lessons as we, uh, you know, kind of head towards the end here? Yeah, yeah. Last one for sure. Mm -hmm. uh, I wrote down stick together. Mm. I figured out that there's some people in a project that their part of the project is actually really early on in the project, mm -hmm. but they're not part when you kind of get toward the end. Right. So, for example, one of the guys that did some uh, uh, mixing for us, audio engineering for us, mm -hmm. well, he took it to a certain point, but then once he was done, we shipped it out to get the album, we started marketing, we started highlighting it in the adult experience, and we didn't bring him along for any of that because his mm. part was done, yep. and yet, that's kind of the payoff, seeing the kids' faces light up, seeing engage with parents. And so the people that were on the early side of the project that really helped us do so much work, mm -hmm. we didn't invite some of them along through the payoff to like get out there. You know, one of the guys, I don't know how I missed this, one of the auto engineers, I didn't even give him a copy of the CD. Oh, we're my goodness. For the trick. I ran out of CDs. I had made notes to certain people and, and mailed it to people. I had given uh, gifts to certain people on staff, but I forgot our audio engineer that literally had spent maybe more time on the project than anybody else. Oh my goodness, wow. Literally forgot to put on the t-shirt <laughs> and the CD. And he came over a few days later and he said, hey, he's such a great guy, he's a huge heart. He just came over and he said, hey, um, can you get a, a copy of the CD? And I mean, his name is inside <laughs> the CD. <laughs> And I'm like, oh, how, how did I do this? Yeah, and absolutely. It's to show that, like, literally, even when you're intentional, and I was so intentional trying mm -hmm. to be, of uh, remembering people, thanking people, sending cards, sending gift cards, mailing CDs to friends that have supported our ministry. Like, mm -hmm. it's really intentional about it. Yep. you got to slow down to make sure, did I, am I forgetting somebody that early on in the project was a huge help, but it just didn't have a part of the project that was later in the project. Right. That makes sense. Absolutely. You know, and we've all done that, right? Where there's the, you know, I can relate with that, um, you know, for sure. Well, this has been amazing. There's been a lot for people to chew on here, which is which is good stuff. Is there anything else kind of as we wrap up uh, that, you know, you'd like to let people know kind of as we close down here? You know, I, I want to encourage you that everybody that's on your teams, everybody that's serving in all the different areas, they got in it because they love Jesus. They want to serve the church. Mm -hmm. And so sometimes when you're getting resistance or you're getting pushback, I am learning as I'm growing up as a leader, I haven't got it figured out yet, but I'm just learning that I have a part to play in helping not only overcome that resistance, but help bring them on board with the project. So sometimes you have a team that's very willing, uh, but you just got to give them clarity and communication. Well, sometimes you may run into somebody in one of the departments or teams that's like, the extra thing that they don't have time for or mm -hmm. they're a little overwhelmed right now and maybe they're in a huge project and you're adding something else onto them. And so maybe they come across like a little unwilling or, or a little frustrated with you. Mm -hmm. I just encourage you to know that, okay, what part can you play as a leader in making sure that you've given them vision why, mm -hmm. you've brought them along the journey, you really help them understand 
how this is going to move the church and the kingdom forward instead of it being like, if you can make 58 copies of this and collate them this way and do this and do this and do this tonight, that'll be really helpful. Well, yeah, it might be, but where did that come from? And what was the point? And why are we doing something last minute or whatever it may be? And so if somebody is giving pushback or resistance, maybe we could slow down a little bit to go, what part did we creating this or what vision aren't we giving them that can help them move forward in the project? And so I say project, it could be events. It could be initiatives that you're trying to do going into the fall. I mean, there's all mm -hmm. kinds of great growth initiatives we can be pursuing mm -hmm. right now in preparation for when school gets back in. Mm -hmm. so just make sure that we're bringing people along, communicating well, but mm -hmm. do run into a little bit of wall. Remember, they're they're in it to serve Jesus. They mm -hmm. want to serve the local church in some so capacity, true. ministry. What's mm -hmm. up? So true. Well, and I, you know, I hope if you've been listening in today, regardless of the size of your church, I know you may not be producing a CD for your kids ministry, uh, but you know, you've got projects. Oftentimes the things that have the greatest impact in your church are by definition things where you're going to have to work together as a team. You know, you're not, you know, an individual department or group or, you know, cluster of leaders aren't going to be able to accomplish it on their own. You know, a big, you know, Christmas Eve service or Easter or, um, like you said, kind of fall kickoff. Uh, and so, you know, Frank, you've really served us today by providing, I think, some really good handles uh, for folks as they wrestle through that. So if people want to get in touch with you or Elevation or learn more about the CD or, you know, get in touch with your blog, that kind of thing, how can they do that? Yeah, so um, active on Twitter, Rich. That's how we originally met. Yep. So at F Beeler um, on Twitter. And then our blog is leady3.com. We try to give away resources and volunteer information and point you to other resources that we're learning from. Um, our church website for kids is elevationekids.com. Mm -hmm. You definitely check that out. And from there, you can get all the free resources that our team's created to support the CD. So mm -hmm. do you want to use it in your family ministry? Like there's videos and all that stuff. And it's all free. You can go on and get that and use that for your church. And hopefully that's a blessing to you. Very cool. Well, thanks so much, Frank. You have a great uh, week. And thanks for taking some time out to spend with us today. You too, Rich. Thanks. Thanks, brother. Thank you for tuning in to this week's Unseminary podcast. Don't be shy. We'd love to connect. Check out Unseminary Inbox. You can sign up at unseminary.com and we'll send you helpful training resources every week. Plus, you'll gain immediate access to our exclusive members area with tons of resources you can use. Connect with Rich on Twitter at Rich Birch or through email, rich at unseminary.com. Don't forget to check out the show notes for this episode at unseminary.com. It includes links to what we talked about today and more. Leave a comment. We'd love to hear from you. Did you enjoy today's episode? Drop by iTunes and leave a review. Thanks again for tuning in to this week's Unseminary podcast. Join us next week when we'll learn more stuff we wish they taught in seminary.